This week on One Crazy Story, comedian Brad Wenzel joins us to talk about releasing his debut comedy album and more. It was also really good timing because they said that um, like a few days prior they were with uh, Jack White and he was just kind of talking about how um, he, he missed like one-liner comics and he was like, you don't see that as much anymore. I Whoa. like that, you know? And so then a few days later I come in to their to their venue and do my show and they're like, oh, this is like what we were like just talking about. Hello and welcome to another edition of One Crazy Story. I'm your host, Nate Armbruster, and this week I'm talking with comedian Brad Wenzel. Brad Wenzel is a comedian from Michigan. We started about the same time, I'd say about mm, eight to ten years ago. I don't know how long it's been. Um, But a lot of cool stuff is happening for Brad and has recently released his debut comedy album, Sweet Nothings, on Third Man Records. And if you don't know Third Man Records, this is really awesome record label founded by Jack White of the White Stripes. It seems like the perfect place for Brad to release his first comedy album. A lot of cool stuff's happening for Brad, and this is just the latest cool thing. Um, Actually, I guess the latest cool thing is being a guest on this podcast. Thanks, Brad. Um, If you haven't listened to it or if you haven't even heard of Brad, now is the chance to look him up. That's Brad Wenzel, comedian. You can stream the album on uh, all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, do it all, you know, buy it, but really buy it because that's the best way to support uh, comedians nowadays pay for the album sure listen to it on Spotify that always helps Pandora do it up but uh, the best way to support my friend Brad order the vinyl from Third Man Records or just uh, stream it if you want yeah check it out but uh, buy the album it'll help a good friend of mine and uh, I'm very excited to share with you uh, this conversation with uh, my old pal Brad but before we get to the interview Brad was kind enough to let me play a track from the album. So if you're hesitant to buy the album, uh, hopefully this will change your mind. Here's a track off of Brad Wenzel's album, Sweet Nothings. Yeah. I know it's, uh, I know it's, there's, there's a subtle difference between uh, motorcycles and mopeds. It's a very subtle, very subtle difference. Like a motorcycle says like, hey, I don't fear death. And a moped says, I don't care how I die. <laughs> the same amount of risk without the payoff of looking cool, you know? <laughs> I, feel, I feel the same way about like, like chewing tobacco. Like cigarettes look cool, I can understand that. <laughs> chewing tobacco is like, no, no, you keep your cigarettes. I'm gonna spit brown into this Gatorade bottle like a swamp person. <laughs> Let the ladies come to me. It's gotta be, it's gotta be rough being Chester the Cheetah. I always thought that would be hard to be Chester the Cheetah, just cause he's the mascot for Cheetos, but he has perfectly white fingers. It's so cruel, he's like 90% orange, just not where he needs to be. Yeah. Because of jokes like that, I get offered weed a lot. I don't even really smoke weed, but I don't want to be rude to people, you know? I feel bad because they're being generous, you know? That's a nice thing. Like, I found the most polite way you can decline someone's weed is just to say, nah, I'm a cop. (laughs) 
I'm like, all right, never mind. <laughs> Pilots don't care if you turn their Wii down at all. They don't, they don't care. I just feel bad about it. I'm insecure about it. Like, if someone offers me a pot cookie, I don't know what to do. There's too much going on up here between Catholic guilt and Midwestern politeness that I can't handle the level of generosity reached when you combine the difficulty of getting weed with the thoughtfulness of baking cookies. Kinda obligated to eat that cookie. Yeah. I worked. I worked at a. I worked at a golf course for like eight summers, but I didn't really golf, so I didn't know how to answer people's questions. They just assume you golf. Like one day out of the blue, this old man said to me, "Hey, what's your handicap?" And I, and I said, I care too much. <laughs> he didn't get it at all. Yeah. I just went back to sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> Working at a golf course, it's, it's a good job. It's just like any job, like you'll meet some like really nice people and you'll meet some like really terrible people. Uh, there's nothing worse to me than like a rude person doing a leisure activity. <laughs> Like, why are you being mean right now? You're at leisure, you know? Like, I, I think Titleist should make a brand of golf ball for rude people called Entitleist. <laughs> like, have you ever made a waitress cry? Tee off with Entitleist. <laughs> have you said, do you know who my dad is as a threat and not a reaction to an alumni sweatshirt? Entitlement. <laughs> Did you find out the young man working at the golf course is an aspiring comedian and hold him hostage for 10 minutes to tell him some long-ass racist joke that he doesn't know what to do with because minimum wage isn't worth getting into an argument with someone who hasn't been told no since the 70s? That's a long slogan, but it's like a golf ball for rude people. Yeah. Right. So if that wasn't funny enough for you, then you can go straight to hell because Brad's hilarious. Uh, so go buy the album. I did. It's hilarious. That's Third Man Records. You can buy the vinyl if you're into vinyl uh, or buy it digitally on iTunes and all of that stuff. Also, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed anything I've ever said, uh, you can always uh, get in touch with me on the internet. Everything is at One Crazy Story or at Nate Comedy. Leave me a review on iTunes. That'd be fantastic. I want to know what you think of the show. And thanks for listening. Share this with your friends. That's the best way to get a podcast uh, out there. So I guess, you know, tell your friends about it. If you like me, if you like my guests, if you like anything I've ever done, um, share it with your friends. That'd be great. Now that's enough of me rambling. I'm sorry about that. Um, now enjoy this week's episode with myself and comedian Brad Wenzel. Uh, so I had, I was booked for Thursday and Friday. So I had three shots at it. And so it's 95% the Friday early show. And then there's like one track on there that has some jokes from like, I think, like, a couple of jokes from the Thursday and, like, maybe one joke from the Friday Late Show, but it's, like, 90, 90, 95% all the, this Friday early show. Oh, that's awesome.
It sounded like it had like the perfect audience too for it. Like it couldn't have gone any better. I feel like it sounds great. Oh, thanks. It's uh yeah that I I deliberately wanted to record there because the crowds are so fun and they and they run the club so well you know so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do it there for that reason for sure. It's funny I I can't listen to it now because all I hear because it was like nine months ago and all I hear are the things I should have done differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it me cringe and like the night before it came out I was freaking out I was like I shouldn't no one should listen to this this is not good and so and then I just had to kind of accept that no one is going to look at it the way I look at it and so and then people seem to have liked it so I was like okay I just that's just me right my own shit you know um but yeah so it's it's genuinely like nice when people say nice things about it because I'm like oh I thought I was worried this was terrible I'm glad people it's funny how as comedians, yeah, because I'm the same way, like recently somewhat, someone that did they just found out that I do comedy, right? So they, you know, they do a Google search or a YouTube search or, or whatever. And it's, they watch this video and it's an old video. It's one that I didn't even put up. It's like from a festival, but it's like four or five years old. Oh, yeah. Not only is it just not as good, it's not a fair representation of me on stage now, but like four years ago, yeah. I was four years less good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like doesn't mean i'm good now i'm not trying to sound like that but i just mean like i that's that's not even i'm so uncomfortable then like i'm much more i'm much just better at performing now than i was then and they're like i I thought it was great and like in my and you know because that's the only uh thing they have to go by (laughs) so they're like that was great and i'm like jesus if you like that yeah (laughs) and uh, yeah i gotta find yeah that's how that's how i felt like um I felt like I took um, the cake out of the oven too soon. I was like, oh, I should have waited like another year before I recorded this. But then I think if I had waited another year, I would be saying that nine months after that also. So I think at a certain point, you just have to like pull the trigger and know that you're probably not going to enjoy it the way uh, other people enjoy it. Yeah. Just kind of keep working, you know. Um, Yeah, it definitely, I don't think, yeah, it's so funny, like, in my eyes, I'm like, Brad just crushed it, and, like, in your head, you're like, I don't know, I don't know if I like any of this stuff or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's like, because um, I remember it was, like, six months after I recorded it, I was doing some shows, and I was like, oh, I think I just realized how to do stand-up, like, just now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I was like, ah, man, I should have I should have waited, but um, I think that just kind of always happens to, to people and, and it just means uh you're like growing i guess so it's it's, mm-hmm. it's good that, that 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 feeling is it's a negative feeling but it's also a good feeling like you should look back on stuff and and, and uh, feel like you're better now so mm-hmm. it's a good sign the next, the next thing will be better than the first thing and then i'll look back on the second thing and go oh that's terrible uh nine months after that so Hopefully we'll just keep up this weird cycle because people seem to like it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully mm-hmm. it keeps working out. Um, Especially for your first one, I feel like all you got to do is be like, well, you know, it's not like, it's just a good set. 
you know, you know, you didn't, you know, you didn't bomb and you're like, well, th- this, I yeah, can't really yeah. be too embarrassed by this. You know, if somebody hears this or, uh-huh. um, now I know you get to, work, I know you work with like Pat Oswald or, you know, whoever do you get any, did you get any advice from any, anyone like that regarding how to go about re- doing your first one? Or did that even come up in conversation at all? Um, I think the, I'm trying to think back now to when I was getting ready for it. Um, I remember there was my, uh, one of my managers, Dave, had made a comment like, you know, once you, once you do one of the recorded shows and you feel like good about it, then you can kind of loosen up on the next one. Mm-hmm. And then that's usually, uh, the one you end up using is the one you feel looser about. You're like, oh, we already got it. So that was a general kind of note. And then I remember the before I, before I recorded this, like years before, uh, uh, just the thing about recording anything in general, it was actually the first time I met Pat. Uh, we ended up in an, uh, waiting around in an airport for a bit, and he was saying how when uh, when he records something, it's uh, his advice was like what, whether it be TV or an album or what have you, he was like run it to death. And then the day before, um, don't do, don't go up. Like the day be run it, run it, run it. And then the day before, don't even like think about it. Like go see a movie. Like don't do anything. And then the next day, go and do it. You know. And I actually didn't get to uh, do that, mm-hmm. but I remember wishing I could have. Like because I ended up booking a show, and I needed the day before, and I needed the money. Right. And, and it was just. Like, good show so i was like well i'm just gonna do this <laughs> but i remember thinking oh i wish i was taking this day off like because i could i could see the merit in what he was saying like because i had done the hours so many times that i was like oh it actually probably would be wise to take a day off and then go and do it but uh it didn't work out that way but i remember thinking like oh that's that's good advice do you think a lot of it has to do with uh to prevent sounding so rehearsed and so like you don't want to sound yeah. like a robot up there and in your style too yeah. in particular you're more you know you do you just, you're doing jokes you know you're not like you you know what i mean you don't because it's i feel like for you it would be easy to fall into like a robotic sounding you don't but like it would be easy to if you yeah if you, you let that happen like yeah you, you want it to the delivery to be fresh and and sometimes doing it so many times in a row can make it less uh fresh and you're less kind of present in it Mm -hmm. while you're doing it um so i think that's what yeah you're trying to avoid but i didn't feel that uh when i did the shows so much uh when i did require it i didn't feel like super robotic it is definitely a little different when you're doing a recording you're just more aware of some things um but yeah, overall, it, it seemed to work out okay. So after you record it, how long before you knew it was going to Third Man? Because it is available on Third Man Records, which is Jack White's label, which I don't know who wouldn't want to be a part of that family, you know, a comedy, music, yeah, or, or and, you know, just the, with how, how kind of legendary they're becoming. And also, yeah. it's a Michigan, they're Michigan-based, you know? I mean, and you're from Michigan, so... Was there any, did you go after that or did this opportunity just come up for you and you were like, uh, yeah. It just came up 
And yeah, I was super excited about it. Uh, once it was happening, I was kind of like, yeah, like everything you just said, like being uh, starting out in Detroit and stuff. I was like, well, I couldn't have pictured like a cooler way to do a first album, uh, just because like even when I when we started comedy, you know, like Third Man, uh, the Third Man setup in Detroit wasn't there, so it wasn't even something you could like fathom. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then later you're like, oh, it's crazy that Jack White's going to open a, a record factory in Detroit and then want to put out your stand-up album. It's just not something you plan for, you know. Um, but what happened was I uh, was booked to record an album. I had the date at Madison, and I was booked with the idea of, like, I'm going to record there. Uh, but I didn't have a label or anything yet, so the plan was kind of to record and look for a label, and then uh, I was in Michigan, and uh, Zach Martina uh, booked stand-up shows at Third Man, who's a comic, and uh, so he uh, booked me to headline a show at Third Man uh, in, like, June last year. So I went, and I did that, and the show was super fun, and the two guys, Rowan and Dave, who, like, run that operation were there for it, and oh, they, nice. like, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so they were, like, laughing really hard and stuff. And then <laughs> afterwards, they were like, hey, that was great. Like, we should, like, do something. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm booked to record an album, but I don't have a label. And then they were kind of like, well, we're a label. You know? <laughs> so it kind of worked out from that. And then it was also really good timing because they said that, um, like, a few days prior, they were with uh, Jack White, and he was just kind of talking about how um, – he, he missed, like, one-liner comics, and he was like, you don't see that as much anymore. I Whoa. like that, you know? And so then a few days later, I come in to their, to their venue and do my show, and they're like, oh, this is, like, what we were, like, just talking about kind of a thing. And so th- I gave them the phone recording from that show, and then they uh, passed that along to the powers that be, and then they were like, oh, yeah, this is, this is fun, you know? And so then things just started moving forward from there and it uh it took a long time but it, it worked out that's so cool and like it, it it seemed to have you know this everything happens for a reason but that's like perfect you know the fact that you felt it, it's like a win-win like they were like we're looking for this type of comedian and and you just fall into their you know lap it was just it's perfect for everybody that's so cool i didn't realize that that's how that happened for you that's so exciting yeah it was it was pretty insane and it, it was funny because you like it's weird how things work out you know because I, I live in LA now and I've been out here two years and so when you're going back home to do some shows you don't expect um, something like sort of industry related to happen <laughs> so it was like this like very pleasant surprise of like oh I think we just got like a record label just for me going home to do some shows you know that's amazing and so yeah it was, it was exciting yeah. So I went home to Michigan and probably one of the most exciting things that's happened to me yet didn't even I didn't even have to go to LA for. <laughs> yeah, I had to come back home for a minute and stuff. And uh in LA, you know, I like being in LA and stuff. It's just that's just how things go sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's so cool, man. And uh I see you're doing a podcast now too with uh fellow Michigan uh yeah, well, Trevor Trevor Smith. You're doing a podcast with Trevor Smith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, we do a Bob Seger podcast called Pod Seger, uh, 
which uh, also uh, has some of his records pressed on third man, so I was excited about that. Um, but yeah, uh, Trevor and I do Todd Seeger, and we just uh, we just it's an ongoing uh, discussion and celebration of Bob Seeger, and we just talk about it. What? Why Bob Seeger in particular? Because I mean, I you know he's from Michigan. I mean, like I mean, and he's let he's a legend. So that in itself is pretty yeah. awesome. But what what is it about Bob Seeger that you guys are like? This is it. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna Trevor, talk about. Trevor and I are both big fans, and uh, being from Michigan is definitely a factor. And he is a legend, but we both felt that he gets undersold and overlooked as a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to, we almost are doing a public service announcement of <laughs> like why Bob Seeger is the man. Yeah. And so we like to talk him up and uh, we like to create a very pro Seeger space. And <laughs> the show's developed because we, we go in depth sometimes, like we'll do a breakdown of one of his albums or something. But lately what we've been doing is bringing in other comics who happen to be Seeger fans and just having kind of a free-form conversation about, like, why we like Bob Seeger. And, uh, and it's, it's like a fun hang. Like, it's, it's very fun to make mm-hmm. and uh, to around and stuff. So if, if you're listening to this and you want to check it out, I, I, re- I really recommend those uh, whenever there's a guest. It's, uh, it's a pretty just fun listen. Like even if you're not a huge Seeger person, yeah, curious, you know, it's, it's just a it's comics having fun, you know. One thing I like about doing this podcast is, you know, it gives me a re- like, you know, I could call you, Brad. Like I could call you on a, a, you know, on a Thursday afternoon and just, I'm sure. I mean, I hope you'd answer, but like, if right if, voice mail. if right I to just ignore call, <laughs> right voicemail, put my phone in a river, walk away. But no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, like, I, I would think, like, I'm like, you know, if I wanted to catch up with Brad or if I just wanted to talk to him, like, or congratulate you on the, I could just call you and be like, hey, let's catch up, whatever, you know, and just, like, real quick, like, a quick conversation over the phone. Um, But this is more, I feel like this, I feel like I do better in this forum where it's like, this is where it's okay for me to ask Brad these questions. Like, how did the third man thing come up? Or, you know what I mean? I feel like it just gives me more of an excuse to ask you some questions. But for you, it's like, if you, you're just a Bob Seeger fan, you and Trevor, and you're like, let's call, you know, so-and-so and have them come over. We just listen to the record and talk about just Bob Seeger. Like, there, you create a, a setting where that's, like, totally okay. <laughs> not that it's not, but yeah. it's easier to exactly. ask your friends those in-depth Bob Seeger questions, you know? And it's, it's really fun, too, because, like, Trevor is um, better at, like, finding, like, guests than I am. So he'll, like, bring in comics who I've, like, never had a conversation with before. <laughs> and then we'll have this Bob Seger conversation. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll be, like, become friends from that. And so it's just, like, really fun. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it's not something that would really happen outside of that. You can't really plan a conversation. <laughs> uh, so... It's, yeah, it's just it's fun to make it, you know, and uh, and uh, hopefully people uh, get a kick out of it. Or other people who love Bob Seger who might feel like they don't get to share it with anyone. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun listen. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun to listen to anyone talk passionately about anything. Right. Even if it's not something 
you're particularly interested. It's just when people are like excited about something, it's it's usually kind of contagious. Uh, so yeah, it's it's fun to make, and uh, and it's uh, yeah, we just about two years the man. <laughs> Favorite Bob Seger album? Do you have one? Uh, album? It's very hard to choose. Um, I think overall, Live Bullet might be my favorite, but I also really like uh, Stranger in Town, and then uh, yeah, he even uh, and then for his, he's got early albums that are very uh, hard to come by because he never reissued them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mongrel, uh, his third album, is like a really fun album. I really like that one a lot. So all right. One, but those are all all great for different reasons. <laughs> have you had anybody on that? I, I've listened to a couple, but have you had anybody on that um, has like seen Seeger live, or have you seen Seeger? We, uh, I have tickets to see him live in February that I bought a long time ago, and then the tour got postponed because he needed to have like back surgery. So I'm going to see him live in February. Okay. So this will be your first time seeing him? Yeah. And uh, I don't think any of the guests we've had so far have actually seen him live. But we should do that. Like, my dad's seen him live a bunch, so we should just do one where we talk to my dad. Oh, dude, you should totally have your dad on. That would be pretty fun. See what he, he, I feel like he only remembers, like, two things from every concert he's been to, so... <laughs> I don't know how much we could get out of it, but uh, that would be a fun. That would be a fun one for sure. Oh man, we got to blow this podcast up. We got to get everybody listening so you can get Bob Seger actually to sit in with you guys. That's, that's what everyone says because he lives in Michigan still, you know. So people are like, I feel like you could like get him, you know. So uh, Trevor, I have joked that that will be the finale if we get Bob. On. <laughs> Dude, could you? Could you? Who do you? Who do you, who comes on after Bob Seeger? Like, we, what, all right, this week uh, we we got Nate Armbruster, just some guy, and then uh, and then uh, the next week is like you have Bob Seeger on, and it's like, all right, the week after we go back to another, just just some guy who hasn't seen Bob Seeger. It's like you can't, you have to end it. You have to end it when you get Bob on, right? Another thing we really like to do is we have like an which is uh, podseeger at gmail.com and we like people to just send us Seeger stories like um, any sort of memory they have of him or if they've ever like had a sighting or anything like that <laughs> anything remotely related yes uh, just send us an email and then we like to read those and talk about them and that's a lot of fun too that's so great have you gotten any good uh, uh, input from listeners Oh, yeah, we've gotten a lot of fun stories. It's, the main thing we've gathered is that Bob Seger uh, loves to go to, like, uh, live shows of, like, any kind. And so, like, people just run into him at concerts, like, a lot. And he's, he's like, a nice guy, so people <laughs> are, like, find him very approachable. Like, uh, Alan Black, uh, who's a comic from Michigan, sent us an email about seen him at a Jack White concert actually. Oh wow. But he but Alan says in his email he like walked up and put his hand on his shoulder and Trevor and I were like, I can't believe how bold that was. 
walk up and put your hand on his shoulder. Oh my god. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Holy but, shit. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, because like I don't even yeah. know. I don't know if I'd have the guts to do that. And could you imagine being Bob Seeger, someone like that, someone like that, just in gen, and and somebody grabs you, or you know, I mean, doesn't you know, and somebody touches you. <laughs> I think he's like he's got to be used to it on some level of just strangers. Yeah, you don't go. Talk to him, you, know? you you don't go into uh, the audience without expecting that, right? Yeah, yeah. But so we we gather these little gems like that from uh, the emails usually and you'll get these little insights and they're pretty fun. That's awesome. And it's called Podseeger and uh which is available yep. on all the podcast platforms, right? Yep, yep, all the usual stuff. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, so what do you got coming up? Anything, anything in the works for Brad? I mean, I know you've, uh, you've done a few Conan appearances, anything like that coming up or just you hitting the road some more or. Um, hopefully I'm trying to make something like that, uh, happen, but nothing's like set in stone sure. right now. So we have to see. And then I, uh, I am doing the road in September, uh, mid September. I'm, I'm headlining the Ann Arbor comedy showcase, which is like, my first time headlining that's like uh why consider my home club yeah uh that'll be cool to do that and then the week after that i'm in cincinnati at go bananas uh which is also a really fun club oh yeah a couple uh, of great clubs so i'm excited about that um and then yeah trying to trying to get a tv spot we'll see what happens and i've been working uh with uh with some other people on a on a on a pilot that we're gonna hopefully start uh, pitching soon, uh, so we'll see what happens there. I, I I don't really know, but it's been fun to work on it. On it so yeah, man. We'll I feel like with I feel like with anything like that, you just got to make it. You know, I mean, like you know, no, you can't sit around and wait for someone to come to you. You know, you just got to start making shit and and telling people about it, and eventually some some stuff will come your way. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it was interesting because like the idea of writing a pilot was something I'd always felt like, oh, I'd like to do that, but I don't know how. And then uh, Courtney Carwall, who's the comic who I co-wrote it with, it was just a matter of her being like, hey, let's just, let's just do this. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You just have to, I just need, sometimes you just need another person to go, yeah, but let's just do it. You yeah. Do this. <laughs> yeah. Once you do it, you're like, oh, wow, I, I guess I could do that. Yeah, I, I guess I just needed um, Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, yeah, it's, it's been fun to work on. That's so great. Well, I hope that goes well. Is, what do you got? Uh, you got a website or anything uh, people can find you at and find out where you're performing? I know. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you have plenty more dates in the future too for people to come see you, and uh, Twitter and yep. all that stuff, Instagram, everything. Yep. So BradComedy.com has all the uh, dates and kind of general info, and then you can follow me on social media at Brad Wenzel, and uh, yeah, check out the album. Sweet, yeah, the album Sweet Nothings available on Third Man Records, and uh, I'm sure you can stream it everywhere. But the the vinyl is the really cool cool part of that. I think you know, I mean, yeah. anybody can put out a, a anything digitally these days, you know, which you know, which is also really awesome. But the vinyl stuff that's hard to get made. It's expensive, but when you find a company like that that'll put their name behind you, that's really exciting. How much did you have? How yeah. much say in the? Because you had the green like the special edition one through like just the Detroit location, right? 
Yeah, I think it might be in Nashville, too. I'm not positive, but um, that the green one you have to go to the store to get, the third man store. So, you like, you have to go there in person in Detroit to get a green one, but you can buy the regular black vinyl, like, uh, through their website. Yeah. So, how much say did you have in the that uh, those choices? Like, of uh, did did you get to you know pick the color? You know, like you did the, the cover and everything on your own, or did they kind of come to you with some ideas and you were like, "That's that's great. Anything you want, I don't care. This is beautiful. This is awesome." The uh, the cover, I came up with the like idea, and then um, like because I I was like, "Oh, it." Because I, I don't know, I, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I was just around a bunch of trees and I was putting together a fake tree? Mm-hmm. That was the whole idea. <laughs> and so then Zach Ducar, uh, Michigan comic, he took the picture and then we took that to uh, my girlfriend's old roommate from college is a graphic designer named uh, Alicia Kovalchek. And uh, so we gave it all to her and we kind of went back and so uh, cool so I was like, yeah because people kept joking with me when they found out it would be on vinyl they would like jokingly be like oh what colors are you doing and so i was like oh yeah I, i'm pretty sure it's just black you know yeah right so then, the green ones it's like oh this is crazy so if you want a green one they're really neat but you gotta go to the gotta go to the third man store in person uh but you can order the black ones which are also cool and it has a download Right. That's so cool, man. I'm very excited for you. I love the vinyl. I got. I. I did get a copy. I'm not. You know, which uh, I might. Uh, I'm gonna need you to sign at some point. But um, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll. <laughs> this. This would be. Uh, yeah, man. I'm happy to. I gotta support my my Michigan pals. I mean, we basically started about the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you got a couple years on me, but yeah, we started pretty close. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I'm very happy for you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast with me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for calling me. It's always nice talking to you, and I'm sure I'll see you when I'm, when I'm back in Michigan around the holidays. 